how long did you stay on your sister's couch for? Oh, ooh. four years. So ambitious, Dom. He is a serial entrepreneur who started leveraging side hustles and a nine to five to build generational wealth. I've beaten up people twice in nightclubs. My tempers had me arrested. When I, you know, lost my job, I actually had income coming in. I didn't work for four months until I got that new role. Yeah, and I booked a holiday to go to Dominican Republic. I wasn't broke. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll apply for a job when I'm ready. Because I had side hustle income. All right, so what, so what kind of side hustles would you recommend to get started in? And this is why I don't really rubbish nine to fives because I know many nine to fivers who are out there who are making 200,000, 300,000, 400,000, mm. or they're billing and making like day rates of 600 pounds, 1,000 pounds a day. Dom, thank you for traveling down. No um, problem. Thank you, thank you. I want to start with your childhood. Okay, wow. Straight, <laughs> straight into it. Straight into it. Tell me about your childhood, because you okay. did mention your parents to us off camera. Yeah, okay. So. Um, so childhood. So born in the UK, moved to Jamaica when I was six, turning mm -hmm. seven. Yard. Yeah, Montego <laughs> Bay. Actually, Granville. So what, country. What What was that about? Because so you were born... So mom got married. Mom got married. Typically, uh -huh. she... Went to Jamaica, fell in love with some yard man. You know, you know, like you ever watch Stella, watch her cruise back. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. Nah. Big up mommy. Uh, but no, she met a guy in Jamaica. Uh -huh. um, this was shortly around the, the period where her mom had passed away. So she was quite vulnerable as well. Um, but then also open to meeting new people. So she met uh, my, who was my stepdad um, at the time, um, many years ago. Then she decided to fulfill her dream, which was to go Jamaica, to build a house and to start a new life. And she'd done it successfully. She'd done really well. She was an entrepreneur. She still is an entrepreneur. And that's probably where I get my entrepreneurship spirit from. Um, she literally sold her house in Dulwich, bought land in Jamaica, built a house, um, managed to convert it into like apartments, mm -hmm. rented out downstairs. Mm. We lived at the top. Um, and then, yeah, I went primary school, secondary school, college there, then came back to the UK in 2007. How old were you? I was 18. You're trying okay. to work out my age. Yeah. yeah. Nah, not even, not even. I was just like... <laughs> nah, I'm joking. But yeah, so... <laughs> I was seven back then. But. Yeah, yeah, so 2007, moved back to the UK, lived with my sister um, in her living room. Mm. Yeah. What was that like? Whew. <laughs> it was tough because my niece was really young at the time. Uh -huh. Um, so she used to just always be watching like Bratz doll and yeah. just, just nonsense in the morning. So in the living room, like as she woke up, I'd have to like pack the bed away. You know, those beds that like extend, those like couches that yeah, extend to yeah, beds, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of those Ikea like type beds. Anyway, so as she would wake up, I would have to pack it up, but there would be, wasn't much space. So it was just, it gave me motivation to work hard. Get my two one law degree, get a job, etc. etc. Was it was there any pressure? I wouldn't say pressure, no. My sister was really accommodating. And in terms of pressure, I guess the only pressure that was that, that I felt I I should say was in relation to just trying to like make something of myself. Mm -hmm. I always said I have to make something of myself, like regardless. I'm back in England now. I need to do something. I need to be a success. And I knew what success looked like from quite early. So yeah, that kind of helped me. Do you think if you stayed in Jamaica, things would have been the same as they are currently today? 
That's a really good question. Um, yes, I do think so because my network in Jamaica are literally all, they're all entrepreneurs. Okay. Like my male friends, my female friends, they're all doing amazing things. So I think I probably would have ended up doing something entrepreneurial or running a, like running a business yeah. or being in a high six figure career as a solicitor or doing something else. So yeah, I actually do yeah. think I would have. Uh, finishing your law degree, would you say T1? I got T1, yeah. T1, what was next for you in life? I did my legal practice course mm. and then I said, oh, I want to be a lawyer. So I worked in a criminal law firm. I was offered a training contract in a criminal law firm. However, I was offered a salary of 24K. And at the same time, I was interviewing with another company called Channel 5, which you probably would have heard yeah. of. Mm -hmm. And the pay was significantly more, but it wasn't a role to become a trainee solicitor. So it, it meant that I would be a paralegal. I don't know how much you know about the legal industry, but it, it becoming a qualified solicitor would have meant more than being a paralegal, right? Yeah. But I didn't want to be pigeonholed into being a criminal solicitor. Growing up, I just wanted to be like Johnny Cochran. You know, I just wanted to be a, a famous Is he uh, like a Harvey Specter? Lawyer. Sorry? Is he not like, like a Harvey Specter? Famous. No, lawyer. he he represented um OJ Simpson. Oh. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. feels like a disrespect saying who's yeah. yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So so yeah, so I realized that it's a bit different, like being a lawyer in America versus in the UK. Mm. I was quite young, a bit naive as well, didn't really know and understand the realities of of a, a day in the life of a solicitor. So anyway, so I ended up in the commercial world and um, yeah, from there, literally just worked in different areas of law from TV, media, aviation, defense, IT, outsourcing, the different areas of law. And then, yeah, eventually set up my own consultancy firm, which I'm sure we'll yeah. touch on shortly. So like yeah. just from that, when did you make the switch to the more entrepreneurship route as in setting up your own consultancy? Through a nine to five. How recent was that? 2019. So about four, four years ago. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Mm. And this is why I don't really rubbish nine to fives because I know many nine to fivers who are out there who are making 200,000, 300,000, 400,000, mm. or they're billing and making like day rates of 600 pounds, a thousand pounds a day. Mm. Yeah. Seriously. So yeah. I, I told you guys, you know, so, mm. um, that, that's the realities of, what can come when you specialize from being an expert in your field. Mm -hmm. So what happened, and I, I'll tell you the story. So I was working for a bank, Spanish bank. Mm. They messed up like, tremendously on a IT migration they were doing for um, TSB bank. Mm -hmm. And I was going back and forth to Sabadell, back and forth to Spain and um, really enjoyed the job, but then I walked into work one day and they were like, oh, we're making cuts and we're going to have to dismiss a bunch of you lot. And I was one of the persons because yeah. I was new in the role. And this is why you, nine to fives are great, but you shouldn't have one single source of income. Mm. You should never do that. Right. Because I literally had six weeks to prepare myself for, an oh, okay. sorry, for sorry. another, another role and to kind of like get something to pay the bills. Right. Yeah. Left the job then realized that, okay, I don't have anything, struggling to find something, but I applied for a role and it was a contract position. 
mm. right? I didn't really know that it was a contract position. I went to the interview, it was one stage, and then I was offered a day rate of 475 pounds a day. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, but then I was told, <laughs> make sure you have a business bank account. And I was flying to Dominica Republic literally that week. So I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. And the woman was like, oh, want you back here, you know, next week, you know, work from home, um, we'll provide you with a laptop, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, okay, great. Um, it sounds good, but I don't have a business bank account. And then that is when I was exposed to the idea of consultancy. So I had to set up my own company, mm-hmm. went out to company's house, registered a name, uh, created a website as well, because mm-hmm. I didn't have to, but I just wanted to, because it felt <laughs> official. Yeah, I yeah. created my own yeah. business, yeah. my own brand, stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, fell into um, a contracting role. And after that, yeah, rest is history, really. What, what is consultancy? So what? consultancy is just providing consultancy um, experience and your skill set to companies. So you could be a consultant and help solve their problems on mm-hmm. a variety of issues. It could be project management type consultancy, commercial management consultancy, IT consultancy, operational consult. It depends. You're going in as a subject matter expert and you're going in to basically fix some of their big problems and you usually have a set of deliverables you have to complete. Okay. And you were confident in doing that? I was, I was because I felt like after eight years in my role as a commercial contract manager that, yeah, I I knew what to do. I knew how to manage a contract once it's been signed. Okay. So I was confident. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So would you recommend, what kind of people would you recommend to get into consultancy? Well, people who are already in a niche which will allow them to go into the contracting world and what i say by that is there's some niches which unfortunately there's not that many roles so let's say for example you're in cyber security or you're in project management there's so many roles out there you can get let's say you've got a skill set in developing or you know mm-hmm. um coding mm-hmm. you know you understand different programming languages, then a hundred percent you should be a contractor. Because mm. you're in demand, people love your skill set and people are happy to pay big day rates for it, right? Yeah. Um and people who are naturally like confident at what they do, they're happy to work by themselves independently. Because yes, you have to be able to work in a team, but a lot of it will be yourself. I spent a lot of time just working by myself, like at home during the pandemic as well, at home, working, working, working and billing. And you can make a lot of money doing that. Yeah, a lot. How much? How much is a lot? Um, so it depends. So you could do one contract mm-hmm. and maybe you get 550, 600 pounds a day. Well, anywhere from 450 to 650 a day, right? Yeah. Depends on your field. You can make more, you can make less. Depends, right? But on average, I'll say 450 to 650, just being honest, right? And not capping, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you could do two. You Easy. could do two contracts at a time. Okay. Why are you smiling like that? Are you smiling? <laughs> <laughs> the same, the same, you yeah. could. Uh-huh. And then you could also pick up some work on the side because you're going to get someone message you saying, oh, could you help me review a contract? Or, oh, this happened, or I just opened a shop. I've mm-hmm. had some girls come up to me, I've just opened a shop. I'm doing lip fillers and I'm doing... Um, 
BBL rubbing and all of this kind of stuff. <laughs> could you help yeah. me review a contract for staff? Okay, yeah, 500 pounds. Oh, could you help me review something? Because I did. So, yeah. like, yeah. with your two clients that you might have, as an example, you could do 1,200 pounds a day mm. times that by 20, do the maths. That's about 24, 26K. How, long, how long to do the contracts? Six months to nine months to a year. Usually they get extended. So you could you could do you could you could do over two hundred thousand a year. Two hundred to three hundred thousand a year. So like let's say let's say so you say the contract's about six months, nine months. How much yeah. how much actually effort would that take from you? It takes a lot of effort from you. Yeah. And you might even have to hire someone who you can who can sit with you to actually do some of the work. Okay. You might. And I've got friends who actually do that. Yeah. I've got friends who are coders and mm -hmm. they have like maybe a PA or they have an assistant that actually helps them with the work. So what kind of skill set would you say you've needed to be able to carry out your work efficiently? Well, time management, being able to delegate, the obvious things, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, being able to manage a team, being a leader, the typical things that you would expect someone who had worked on their personal development to, to have just naturally. But if you don't have them naturally, you can work on these skills you know, there's numerous books out there that you can use to, to, to work on yourself, like how to win friends and influence people. Great book. That is a bad, you know, the compound effect. Well. Great book. Mm -hmm. There's so many books out there. I mean, I could list loads, but what are your favorites? One of my favorites. Yeah. They're mm -hmm. your favorites. Um, they're two of my favorites, but I've yeah. got a little, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> favorite book, but uh, it, for personal development, I would say, um, seven habits of highly effective people. Great book. I've got that book. It looks, just looks thick. It's waiting to be. Great book. Oh, even listen to the audio book. You know, I actually um, listened to Fifty Cent's book called. I think it's called Hustle Harder. I think someone think got me Hustle. that book as a gift. I haven't read it. So yet. I got the book, but this is this is the truth. I didn't read the book. I had the audio book on YouTube, and I listened to it while I was working yeah. over like a week. Uh -huh. I think it was like eighteen hours long. Don't quote me, but it was quite long. But I was listening to it and I thought, this is a good book. And I can relate to 50 a lot because, mm -hmm. mainly because of like, he has a child and, yeah. and just different things and some of the L's and that he's taken. I feel like, oh, wow, I can, I can relate to that, you know, like yeah. to some extent. Mm. So yeah, I found that book really good. Did you ever go back and read it? Uh, no, I didn't. Nah, you wouldn't. No, Waste okay. no. <laughs> so, sometimes it hits different when you read it. Like, yes, he it does. Yeah. But some books I have read, like The Compound Effect, I read that like mm -hmm. back to front. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, back to front. Seven Habits of Highly Fit, back to front. Intelligent Investor, back to front. Like there's there's numerous books I've read back to front, yeah. but I haven't read them all. I'd be lying if I said I did. So one quick question. Go for it. How long did you stay on your sister's couch for? Oh. Uh, Ooh. Four years. Four years. Four years. Don't you yeah. feel like that was a long time? It was. It was, yeah. <laughs> did, did, did you start to think, bro, what am I doing? Or what's next? I believed in myself. Mm. And I knew that there was more like coming for me. I knew that I was going to achieve more. So I didn't ever feel like depressed or down or like, you know... Like, oh, my world's coming to an end. I, I really feel like that. I really feel like that. So did in any way sleeping on your sister's couch affect like your personal life when you wanted your boys to come over or? No, I, 
I, I don't know. Maybe because I'm old or something. I'm not as sensitive as the new age generation, man. Yeah. I feel like people are too sensitive. Mm. Oh, you know, my life is so sad. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm depressed. Like, bro, like, come on. Like, mm. man up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. things could be so much worse. I yeah, I was true. on my sister's couch. I was in the living room. But my sister would make me some amazing wings. You know, potato wedges. Amazing. Oxtail uh -huh. rice and peas. My niece, I might sit on the couch and sit on a fucking brat's doll. And that might be annoying, but like, sorry for swearing. Exactly. Uh, right. But it's not the end of the world. You know, there's mm -hmm. people dying like, you know, in, in wars. There's people who are like malnourished and there's so much bad things in the world. Why am I going to like be like, oh, you know, my life is coming to an end. My mom had a mansion in Jamaica, basically. My mom was doing amazing things back home. So if things got really bad, I would just like you know, go back home. But because I believed in myself, I was like, this is temporary. Mm -hmm. You know, mm. and most things in life are temporary. You know, even when you're making loads of money or you're not making a lot of money, it's temporary. So you have to know how to weather the storm and, and dance in the rain. If you can't dance in the rain, you're not going to be successful. Mm. So where did this mindset come from to be able to just dance in the rain and be able to actually believe in yourself? Because obviously it's a lot easier to say, oh yeah, I just believed in myself, but... Was there a fuel for you or something that kept you going? I think some of it is just confidence in yourself. Do you some think of a lot of people is, lack that? I think some people lack it, yeah. Some and some people, when you tell them that, they're like, oh, you're egotistical or you're you're arrogant. Mm -hmm. But I think you have to be confident in yourself and have this amazing amount of self-belief to do anything in life. I think that's a common theme. You have I to keep be. saying it. Bro, I, when I worked at Baron John, right? in Croydon and I've still got that payslip. I hated it. I was making like 600 pounds for like a couple shifts. Then mm. I worked at Zara and I was making 1,500. I did that in a day last year. Did that in a day. You know what I mean? Like, the, mm. do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so for me, it's just like, you have to believe in yourself that, you know, you can make more. And when mm. I was working at Zara on the shop floor, I didn't like it. I had a rapper. I remember he came in, um, DVS, one other, this, this rapper, rapper from Brixton, South London, right? He's in jail now. He, he's a bit of a madman. Like, <laughs> like iron some chick or something. Iron? Like, oh, yeah. He, crazy. Anyway, he came into Zara one time. I remember. I never forget. And he threw down the clothes. He had this bad attitude, you know? Damn. And I was like, I ain't serving this guy. And I, I think Maria, a girl I was working with, like she was a colleague. She served him. Right. And I remember that day, like yesterday, I was like, I can't work with people like this. I can't do this much longer. I can't. I can't. But I remember that day like it was yesterday because he came in so arrogant, so cocky. And like, it felt like he was above someone. Yeah. You know, just because he was like with his little chain, yeah. like 20 grand chain, if that, you know what I mean? A little bit of jewelry, thought he was a man, just came in throwing down stuff. Mm -hmm. And then for me, I, was, I always, I always knew, even when I was there in that position, like this is temporary. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to make more money than you one day. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm going to have more than you one day. And yeah. now that I probably do, I don't know his, 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 what he has to his name. Um, but for me, I always think to myself, well, even... Now, when I go into Zara or I go into any retail store, I don't look down at someone. Yeah. yeah. Because that could be me tomorrow, you know? That could be me next year. I know people who, during the recession, they lost their houses, they lost their businesses. 
I know these stories, you know, I know these stories. So I, I'm confident and I believe in myself, but I'm still mm -hmm. humble to know that I'm not better than anyone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me what your lifestyle was like when you was living on your sister's couch. Because <laughs> I've seen a few videos and it's like, live below your means, all of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. What, what were you doing? Yes, yeah, so I was living below my means. Uh, I was borrowing her car, driving with no insurance, <laughs> um, going to the University of East London, where I would spend a lot of my time because one of my boys went to uni there, partying, just a typical uni student. Mm -hmm. partying, drinking, going to all of the raves, like all of the shubs and just focused on just getting my 2-1. Mm. So I was always focused, but I always said that it's either I go back to Jamaica when I finish uni or I make something of myself here. And then I literally sat to myself and thought long and hard what makes sense. Mm -hmm. I ended up staying here. But in terms of what life looked like, it looked like studying, spending time with family, partying, mm -hmm. drinking, no traveling. Didn't do none of the things that, you know, I'm seeing uni students do now. And even my niece who's at college, like she's going away to Ayanapa and no, I beef. I yeah. never had that. My first boy's holiday, I think I was like 26. For real? My oh. first boys holiday was at 26. SFE can be amazing these days. Say that again? <laughs> SFE can be amazing these <laughs> days. <Exactly. laughs> yeah, so, but like, when I was like on my sister's couch, it mm -hmm. just looked like going to central London, going to some parties, going to Greenwich, two for one drinks, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And spending a lot of time in Wood Green as well. There's a lot of good parties in Wood Green back in the day. Okay, okay so I followed you on TikTok. And I've seen that one of the main things you talk about a lot is side hustles. Yeah. To start getting side hustles. Why do you recommend having, well, starting a side hustle? Because um, you mentioned earlier as well, how you've seen people lose their home and obviously only having one stream of income. Yeah. So what's the importance of a side hustle for you? Well, there's so many reasons and so many benefits of having a side hustle. One, because it can become a full-time business. Mm -hmm. Two, it could just be a passion project. If you're not fulfilled at work, and you have something that you, you're passionate about, you can spend time, invest in it, and you'll feel more fulfilled doing that as opposed to dealing with your nine to five that you might hate, as an example. Mm. Um, of course, supplementing your income is important. We're currently in a cost of living crisis. Everything is expensive, <laughs> like literally getting gas for your car, getting food at the groceries, nursery fees, whatever it is, everything is like gone up electricity, gas has gone up. We all know that, right? We're in an energy crisis. Mm. So having a side hustle allows you to have that comfort of having another stream of income. So when I was at, you know, the bank, the Spanish bank, I don't want to name them because, yeah. you know, they treated me okay, but obviously what happened, happened. Um, when I, you know, lost my job, I actually had income coming in from yeah. investment properties, from okay. dividend stocks and from my e-commerce store that I had at the time. So for me, it was a blow, but it was like, okay, I've got enough money for the rent, right? And at that time I was renting in London, right? So I was like 27 when I was working at the bank. So I was renting. So I was like, okay, I've got enough money here. So I'm cool. Mm -hmm. And I didn't work for four months until I got that new role. Yeah, and I booked a holiday to go to Dominican Republic. I wasn't broke. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll apply for a job when I'm ready. Because I had side hustle income. 
Mm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So, so for me, I was like, I'm not desperate to get a job. Like I'll apply for stuff, see what comes in. But I was going dumb rep for May for Memorial Weekend. That was mm-hmm. booked. I had money put aside for that. <laughs> and my bills were all covered. Mm-hmm. And that was all because of the side hustles. So yeah. investment property, like everything else accumulated into more than two and a half grand for me. I was like, I'm good. So having the job on top of that was just, keeps me, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? It keeps me really in a nice, comfortable situation. Mm. So I think everyone should have one. Like, even if you say, for example, you only want a side hustle to make 550 to cover a liability, a C-class Benz or something, or mm-hmm. I don't know, some drip, a Mary jeans or mm. a t-shirt. I don't know, whatever you're into, right? You should have one. All right, so what, so what kind of side hustles would you recommend to get started in? Someone who wants to make money ASAP or ASAP. a service-based business? Service-based business. So 100% service-based business. Mm. Yeah. Which ones were you doing? Because you said you had investment properties and what, what else? Yep. So the investment property was because I took a risk. 26, jumped on a train, came up to Wolverhampton, bought a property. So that was that one. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up refinancing it, um, okay. changed it to a buy to let, okay. that sort of thing. So the mortgage was just interest only. Mm. So it gave me a bit more cash. Yeah. Um, and then other side hustles I had at the time, um, I'm trying to think now, um, dividend stocks. So I was using trading 212. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's free, free trading, et cetera. And you can literally just, right now you can create a pie and you can have, you can invest in stocks and yeah, you receive dividends. So that's what I was doing. But in terms of service-based business as well, that I was doing, it was marketing. Okay. And I still do that to this day. And I told you guys that. Yeah. So anyone who wants SEO, uh, video editing, Facebook, Google ads, I was doing that. So I'm still on Upwork. I have an Upwork profile. So you're profile. using Upwork? Yeah. 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 Your resume must be clean. Say that again? Your resume clean. Yeah, it's resume. quite clean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and set up Go Social Agency as well with my friend Chris. Chris now manages that full time. I'm like a silent business partner in, in Go Social. Mm-hmm. However, any clients that go through the door, I get a cut. Um, it's registered on company's house, proper full marketing, marketing business. So the service base work for me just makes so much sense. I mean, on one week, I remember I pitched a client that was in the software as a service niche. Yeah. And within like two days of like talking to her back and forth, I, she transferred me a thousand five hundred pounds, and that was just to manage like Facebook ads. Mm. Now I know there's a lot of people online talking about social media marketing and running an agency mm. stuff, like that, and I know there's tons of people doing it. But it is still one of the easiest side hustles, in my opinion, to do. Yeah. Obviously, there's loads out there. There's drop shipping. There's setting up an e-commerce store, Amazon FBA, and there's some people who have great success in others, and you know, have poor results in others. Right? I know mm-hmm. dropshippers who are making money, and there's dropshippers out there who are spending money on ads and not making any money. There's affiliate marketing and stuff like that, which takes time because you need to get the traffic to whatever you're selling, and it's a numbers game. But service base is you speak to someone on a Zoom call. Okay, let me start again. Someone posts an ad saying they're looking for video editing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They see your work because you've advertised it on Upwork 
right? And you've applied to the job. They've seen the work that you've done. They like it. And they've seen the brand you work with. Straight away, a signal goes off in their brain. They think, okay, cool. I'm in the same niche. Okay, I like this. You might not even have like a five-star rating. You might have four stars. Or you might have only completed like 10 jobs and you've only made three grand on Upwork. Because it shows, right? It shows. It shows on Upwork, yeah. So you might not be as attractive as some of the others, right? Who have made 50K on Upwork mm -hmm. and they're top rated plus on Upwork, okay? But your profile's there and you've applied. And now they've said, we want to set up a Zoom call with you. You speak to them, you get on with them, you build a rapport with them. You follow up with them, you have a second call, then you send them your Stripe details and then they pay you. And you're getting a good chunk of money. You're getting 1,500, you're getting 2,000, you're getting three grand. Mm. It, it works, it generally works. When we spoke on Zoom yeah. and I told you about that client, that client paid. I can yeah. show you that right now. <laughs> that client, oh, you said no phones. I'll, uh, I'll show you yeah, after, yeah. but that yeah. client paid. <laughs> that client paid, yeah. So you just outsource a lot of the work? Outsource the work, straight yeah, away. Yeah. I don't need to do anything. I'm not a video nice. editor. I can't edit videos. <laughs> uh, Final Cut Pro, I'm rubbish. Have you seen my YouTube videos? <laughs> I, don't, I should be paying someone to do them. But everyone I find, they're not reliable. But I've got a video editor for shorts and he's amazing. So client paid me. I outsourced the work. They send it to me in Google Drive. I send it to the client. Like literally one hour conversation every two weeks. Job done. So do you tell the clients, are you transparent? Like, yo, I'm not going to be editing this directly or you make But they know. they know. Yeah, they know. I was about yeah. to say, but Come on, did, like, did they ever ask? Um, I've had one person ask, but if, if it says in my signature on my Gmail, co-founder or director, uh, the, the yeah. chances are slim that I'm going to be doing everything. I can't be the co-founder that does the admin, uh, the finance, the marketing, mm -hmm. the video editing, and all of the, the delivery of your, the deliverables, it, it won't, doesn't make sense. No company's like that. Jeff Bezos isn't posting like parcels. I'm not comparing myself to Jeff Bezos, but do you get what I'm trying to say? Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, I'm trying to think, um, Elon Musk isn't bloody making the cars. You know what I mean? And then on a smaller scale, um, um, like I'm trying to think now, give me an entrepreneur, give me someone. Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Uh, no, something a smaller scale. Someone smaller. Um, all right, Trapstar. You're wearing Trapstar, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Okay. The guys yeah. who created Trapstar, they're not knitting the, the, the jumpers. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're just the visionaries behind it. They might not even be designing it. They might have a yeah. team of designers True. who show them five new line um, items for the, the line. And then they pick three and they say, oh, we don't like the rest. And then everyone rushes to the platform. That's mad. So yeah. why would I feel bad that I'm not editing? I don't feel bad. The game's they like the service still delivery. still get your cut as well, isn't it? It's yeah. easier as well. Yeah. They, 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 the thing is, the reason why someone will hire you is not just based on price. It's not just based on the work you do. It's your people skills and like how you get on with them. Yeah. You know, it's a, such, I hate the saying sometimes, but people buy people, but it's very true. You know, the, people like who they get yeah. on with. If they yeah. get on with you, they're more likely to do work with you. So you said you read uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm. And obviously you just spoke about people skills. What are some of the people skills that you have that when you have, have a meeting, you know you're going to get on well with them? I try to keep as genuine as possible. Mm. So I, I remember people's names. I try not to forget people's names. And because I know that it is so important to people, I try and write it down. 
So like when I moved into my new home, my neighbor, his name was Infias. I was like, I'm never that's, gonna remember this. Tough, tough. tough. Infias? Infias, that's Infias. my neighbor, right? I knew I would never remember that name. So the day when I was moving in mm. and he said, nice to meet you, my Infias, I went on my iPhone notes and I wrote his name and I put neighbor. And Did I you spell got, it right? I, well, I, <laughs> I guess, but I, I spelled it based on the pronunciation. Yeah, I, yeah. I kid you not, two days later, I left the house. I was like, good morning, Infias. He was like, oh, you're the first person to remember my name. Oh, thank you. I feel so special. <laughs> if you read How to Win Friends and Influence yeah, People, it says yeah, yeah. how important people value their names. It's your name. If I get an email and someone spelled my name wrong or they put a K at the end of Dominic, I get annoyed. Like, what's wrong with you? Mm. Like, you see my name in my email address. Are you blind or are you just trying to be rude? Are you mm. be people care about their names. So simple things. Don't forget people's names. They got kids. Write down their name of their kids. True. Right. So literally, if anyone you meet and you're trying to close them or you're trying to get business from them, be genuine, number one. Don't just be like, oh, try try friend them up try, and buy them up. Just because yeah. you want the money, you want the <laughs> revenue in, you want the money to hit your business account, okay. <laughs> but be genuine. Ask their name, what they do, you know, like what we're doing now, having a normal conversation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you'll be able to do well. And then in terms of other people's skills, I let people talk. You let people talk? Let people talk, man. Especially in, when you're trying to close them, you just let them. Let people talk. Mm, okay. Yeah. I've never heard talk. that one, actually. People say, just let them talk. Let people no, talk. I've heard it. I've heard it. People like to talk. And yeah. people like to talk about, you know, what, what they've done. Read that in? Say that again? I've read that in a book. It was just like, if you if you just listen and let people talk, they make it feel like they had a great conversation. I mean, that's in How to Win Friends Influence People. I've never heard it, someone saying like a, a business meeting, like, oh. you just let them. Let them talk. Let people talk. Mm. So after you landed that consultancy job, what happened next? Because I know you didn't stop there. So my day-to-day is split between these two things. So Vivid Advisory, which is my consultancy business, and AmbitiousInvestor.com. So AmbitiousInvestor.com is a publishing business. So in terms of what I do next, mm-hmm. I reinvest profits from one business into the other. Yeah. Uh, so we're ambitiousinvestor.com is a bootstrapped publishing business. Yeah. So myself and my business partner, we are creating content, not ourselves. We have a team of writers who write content. And some of our writers have written for Forbes, Mashable.com, Impact Media, College Investor, the list goes on. Okay. And is it like, um, I think you're speaking with the blogs? It's, it's like a blog, blogs. yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and what we're doing is very similar to the likes of um, Mashable, which you've probably heard of. Have you ever heard of Mashable.com? Nah. So. No? Um, I, did, I did hear something recently on TikTok from this guy who, and he makes a lot of money from blogging. And he was saying that all he does is, he goes places yep. and someone writes about the day or basically where he went. Yeah. And then obviously it gets got to all the people, like the links in there. And he said, that's just how he gets paid. Mm. Like a lot of, like people read blogs and like, you know, you have the, the subscriptions or, yeah, yeah, affiliate links. Yeah, affiliate links, and then he, yeah. was, he makes a lot of money from just blogging. Yeah, so that's what we do. So okay. we've got the site, personal finance, investing, and business. Mm-hmm. That is what all we write about and all the content we publish. Newsletter? Every week, yeah. Every week, we publish new content. We send out newsletters as well. Mm-hmm. So if you want to opt in, opt in to ambitiousinvestor.com's newsletter, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, opt in, and then we'll send you content, but it's content that helps you 
Yeah. You know, it's free to read. And then within the content, there will be affiliate links which help the brand to stay alive. Yeah. So we're partners with Shopify, um, okay. Trading212, Binance, um, in, investing. Um, oh, there's so many. Um, there's Moneybox, Money Farm, mm. so many different investment companies out there that we've mm-hmm. partnered with. Um, so yeah, that's what we do. So, but yeah, how, how is it you build relationships with these kind of people? Yeah. So there's two ways to do it. So one is through affiliate partnerships, which are either managed by brands like Trade Doubler, or we'll go on LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah, and then find people. So on LinkedIn, I will reach out to people who are the marketing managers of different companies or they manage the ads or sponsorships. And then I'll reach out to them and say, look, we wrote a blog. It's ranking on page one on Google and it's performing really well. So one of our blogs, as an example, ambitiousinvestor.com, Moneybox versus Money Farm. So if you go to the website or if you just go to Google right now, you can go on it when you're ready Mm -hmm. and type in Moneybox versus Money Farm. We're ranked number six. Okay. So that blog yeah. is an asset to us because we're getting a lot of traffic for that blog. And anyone who signs up to Moneybox or Money Farm, we're an affiliate, so we'll earn commission. Oh, okay. that. Yeah. That's good. And then now there's other ways to monetize a blog with ads. We can sell courses, merch, products, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So yeah, we sell digital products as well. Yeah. yeah. I never okay. thought blogs actually made that much money. I always thought... There's blogs out there, newsletters that make killing. Like like yeah. Morning Brew, as an example, the founders sold their stake for 75 million. Yeah, huh? I've, I've Huffington, heard that. Huffington I've heard Post that. is worth literally like 300 million plus. Is the content free to consume as well? It's free content. Yeah. It's free to... But well, I'm sure... It, uh, but the way it works... It's the same is... like Facebook. It's free to use. Yeah. Anything that's free to use earns their money by ads and, ads the and users. Mm. The users are what, you know, gives the revenue. The attention. If there's like 100,000 website visitors in a month and you convert 3% of that. Okay. okay. You, would you ever sell it? Yeah. So the, the goal is, is to scale it and potentially exit that way. But we said we would still keep a percentage. percentage yeah. yeah. All okay. right. So we spoke about a lot of your entrepreneurship journey. It seems like you've had a lot of ups, but has it only been time when you've had a lot of downs? Or a time where you've struggled. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. There's throughout my journey, right now even, there's ups and downs. So when you say struggle, do you mean in terms of struggling from a financial capacity or do you mean struggle mindset? What what do you mean? Both. 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 Okay. So yes, there's been times where I've just not felt motivated mm. to do anything. Mm. I'm just like, why am I doing all of this? There's been times where I've lost clients, where revenue has dropped, and what I'm making per month has just literally just, whew, just gone like money. <laughs> like, like, yo, what is happening? Like, walk one. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's been times like that. But how I bounce back is I just think, okay, I need to just get active. I need to get busy mm. because there's no one coming to save me. There is no one coming to save me. I wasn't born in a family of, you know, wealthy people. I wasn't given a trust fund. There was no hand-me-downs. There was no, here's 20K towards your first home. 
here's money towards your car. You graduated now, here's money for your first car. Or congrats, <laughs> son, here's a new car. That was never my life. So for me, getting out of the rut was, I have to be resilient, I have to be strong, I have to pray. I have to speak to people who are in positions I would like to be at. Mm -hmm. I have to network and I have to get off my ass. Yeah. So when I've struggled, it's not for long. Cause I I don't stay in a dark place. I don't feel sorry for myself. Never have. Never how, have. how long's not long? Like a day. I would just lay down in bed and just go sleep. Be upset, <laughs> annoyed, be vexed. But then just get up. Like, you know what? It's life. Like life, life is gonna knock you down. Mm. But what makes you like a soldier is how you deal with it. How you get up and say, okay, I'm going to fight back. I'm mm. going to push back. And I've always felt like that because I've always had to fight to, to survive. I've always had to fight to survive. So it's cool. Do you ever meditate? Yep. Yeah. Every day? Nope, not every day. I'm not going to be one of these guys. I wake up at 5 a.m. and I meditate and this is my <laughs> entrepreneurship schedule. Nonsense. So how do you do it? So my mom is very spiritual. So my mom will encourage me to meditate. Okay. She will message me and she will say, you're working too hard, usually because she can't get through to me, right? Mm. We talk often, but there's times mm. where I'm holding my head down and I will tell her or I message in the group chat, the family chat, I'm busy, I'm working on something. I won't be as accessible as I usually am, right? And I'm at home, right? And I live like an hour away from them, right? So it's good, I can just be in my zone. But she will message me and she was like, she will say, Make sure you meditate today, baby boy. Make sure you pray today. You know, I'm thinking about you. And then it will remind me. And then I wake up quite early anyway. Um, I usually wake up between 6 to 7.30, typically. So I will get up, I'll go gym, I'll come back. And usually, like, I will just meditate and just at home by myself. Mm -hmm. And how that looks is, it's not like spiritual music in the background yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, none of that would you would you stuff no it's not i'm not gonna lie to you i'm, I'm not gonna lie to you because some people say it because it sounds good but i don't mm -hmm. believe everyone does it but i will literally just sit down in the living room sometimes i will be literally on the floor i'll be just sitting there just like in a zen state with no music on no noise phone on do not disturb and i'll meditate and i'll think about my day ahead and i think about like things i'm grateful for so mm -hmm. i spend a lot of time looking at things I'm grateful for of what I've achieved because it's so easy to forget. Mm. It's so easy to forget. I remember when I wanted like a Rolex, like, and I was like, oh, I really want one. I couldn't get one and I was rolling Vex, right? <laughs> and I was rolling Vex because I wanted a Rolex, literally. <laughs> I was Vex. Then I got one. And then like the novelty just wore off, like yeah. within a few months. And then I can't remember, I wanted something else, like, I wanted a Benz, got one. Wanted a Range Rover, got one. Wanted a bike, got one. Wanted a bike to match my car, got one. And it was like, okay, I've realized that these things are great and I feel happy when I have them, but the novelty just wears off. And that is why even now I'm not pursuing other goals. Yeah. Like I don't go crazy trying to hit them. Like I will work hard and I'll be disciplined and consistent because I know that they're coming. Because everything else that I've wanted, I've ended up like achieving it. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I have so much conviction and belief because everything I have to this day is being me. It's, it's, no, it's been no one else. I'm not a gigolo. It's not a girl. I haven't messaged a girl like, you know, Tinder swindler. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I my enemies are after me. I said, uh, you haven't watched that. it? I watched I you. Know, no, 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 no,
um, fraud or any other quick ways, I've grafted for everything I have. Mm. And because I've grafted for everything I have and I know where I'm at now, I'm in a nice position. Mm. Uh, I can. I know that the, the next gonna five years, what's going to happen? Like the mm. compound effect of what I'm doing now is going to benefit me in five years, you yes. know? And it's going to give me the other things that I want. Uh, I don't go mad thinking, oh, I, I really want this or... You know what I mean? Because everything I wanted, I've, I've achieved it. That sounds, that sounds a bit cocky, I know, but it's self-belief. It's not cocky. Please don't misinterpret me. No, nah, I don't think that sounds cocky. I don't but either. I don't really think it sounds cocky. But um, what's your reason why you do what you do? Main reason why is... Th this one is a bit based on my trauma as a, as a kid. I've always wanted to give my mom and my family like the best life that's mm -hmm. possible for them. I realized that there was no good, well, there's probably one great man in my family, like my uncle, my mom's brother. Mm. But other than that, there ain't been anyone that's like blood relative that I've looked at like, you've done so well and you've provided for your family and you've helped out. There ain't been no one. So I said, you know, what I want to do and my calling and my reason why is to make sure that my family benefit. So if I drop down dead tomorrow, between my life insurance, my properties and my investments, my business, my business account, everything, everyone's good. Mm. Unless they mess up the money. So my why is to make sure that they're good. Like right now, if I drop, like, touch wood, touch wood, happen, wood, right? Touch anything happens to me now, right? And I'm just in my prime now, everyone's good. Yeah. Everyone's good. I'm not talking six figures, I'm talking seven figures. Good. Perfect. Yeah. Generational. Yeah. Generation. And, and that's why I do it. Because I, I think that that's what men should do. Yeah. And I never saw that. Like my dad didn't do it. My biological father mm. didn't do that for me. There's been no man that I've seen that's done that. But I think if someone to me, my sons, they're, like, they're good. They're good. Like everyone's good. My, my, everyone's good. And that makes me happy. So just going off your experiences and obviously what the words you're saying, what do you think it is that makes exactly a man? Because we had a, we had a, I guess time we spoke about it is what do you think it is to make a man? Obviously me, myself and Ajane are still young and getting to that stage. Yeah. So obviously speaking, when we spoke to a lot of people who are older than us, yeah. who have actually get, had that experience and lived through that lives, different stories, they've all kind of had different answers. Okay. So what do you think yours is? What it's like to be a man? What it's like or what makes a what man? Makes a man. What you makes a yeah, man? What yeah. makes a man? <laughs> man, you, you're going to make like the, the he, him and he, she committee come after me. Forget that you ain't worried about them. Um, what makes a man? <laughs> it's a good one. So, I mean, I'm old school. So what makes a man? And these are questions mm. that... These are tough questions and this isn't like a pre-recorded, there's no, nah, you didn't even no, tell no, me this question was coming. Facts. Man. I'm sure I mentioned it as well. Yeah, but, but I didn't have time to plan yeah. it or anything. <laughs> You're killing me, man. Um, having a reason why you're doing something, you know, having a true purpose, mm -hmm. having a true purpose is what makes a man, yeah. It's as simple as that. Like having a purpose why you're on green, on, on, on the Lord's green earth, what are you going to be contributing? Yeah. Having a clear purpose. And I don't know what it looks like. It could be just making sure that your family are good or make sure you're fulfilled with your career, 
and you're adding something to society, you're adding some contribution, having a true purpose. I think that's what makes a man. Yeah. Obviously, there's other traits like resilience. Yeah. I spoke about that, having grit, um, being strong, um, admitting when you're not able to do something as well is quite important because you mm -hmm. can't do it all. No man is an island, right? Mm -hmm. It's important that people remember that. But in terms of like just the simple answer is just having purpose. Okay. So I remember you speaking in the meeting. You said, is it a son you have? Yeah. You have a son. Two. Uh, two sons. Two sons, yeah. So how did, let's say, them coming into your life? How did what, sorry? How did them coming into your life change you as a man? Or as a person? Did it improve you in any way? Yeah. Made me more focused. Mm. Uh, more hungry. And it showed me that I have to work hard because I've got two boys watching me yeah. and they're going to be looking at me as an example. Ideally, I want to be a role model, so I want to do right by them. So I had to work on a lot of things. Uh, my temper was one of them. My tempers had me arrested. I've beaten up people twice in nightclubs, outside security guards being arrested. You're looking at the scars on my hand. I've seen them. I've yeah, seen I've, yeah, I've, I've, yeah. You, you chat shit. I'll knock. I'll, I'll fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I can't. Like, if you're being silly, so, yeah. like, I, I have to take a deep breath. So I've worked on that. Okay. Don't worry, yeah, not yeah, now. Yeah. But yeah. years ago, yeah. No, right now, I, I'm like, not. I wouldn't say I'm like Gandhi, but, <laughs> but I'm much more calmer. Uh -huh. But when I had my boys, it made me a bit more calmer. Yeah. Made me think. Okay. Someone bad drive me and my son's in the car. Let you me not come out the car and start, yeah. you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, what are you doing? Let me just be calm. Woosa, mm -hmm. breathe, you know? Like, maybe they're having a bad day. And these are things that I've learned from meditation. Mm. You I was going to say. And that, that took years to, like, to happen, you mm. know? And it wasn't an age thing. It was a growth thing. It's important that people know that. Because, you know, your birthday, yes, you become older but you don't necessarily grow. I had to grow into becoming a better man because I realized that my temper is going to either get me arrested or I'm going to lose my career and everything I've worked hard for mm -hmm. or for like 10 to 30 seconds of a, you know, altercation or misunderstanding. Yeah, so, so when you did that self-awareness and you've noticed one of the blind spots, which was obviously your temper, was there any other blind spots you noticed that could improve you as a man? As a person, yeah, woman. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know what? I think our last three episodes have always said, "Oh, is it? Forget, forget, woman." At, at your yeah. young age, yeah. But it, mm. it took me a while to learn that. It's only the other day I learned that. Only <laughs> <laughs> the other day. Well, I'm not gonna lie. Women are beautiful. <laughs> yeah, women nice. are beautiful. It's hard, and then as you get older, as a guy, and you're you enter into your prime, you're doing really well. Women, they. They, they, they show up, man. Mm. They show up. Beautiful women, they show up. Different sizes, shapes, backgrounds, <laughs> ethnicities. And there's more. You get more options. I think Premium Bell said that. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah he, he said when you go up in these levels, the more yeah. women come. And they might not necessarily like you, though, for you. They might like the things that come with you. Yeah, like the byproducts well. of success. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So you might be you know, your your style, your clothes that you're wearing, you know, they see it and, you know, they're not silly, you know? Yeah. And then also, you know, 
women, as they get older, they start wanting to settle down. They want to have a family. And then they're dealing with, you know, their biological clock as well. And things like that are on their mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they'll be, they'll be forward with you. Straight to the and point. straight to the point. And then I grew up in Jamaica. So for me, it was, I grew up hearing man fear of gallon gallon abongo. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like, oh, it's fine to have three, four. But then I had to realize, no, it's not. No, it's not. You should have one woman. You know, obviously there's different societies out there. There's polygamy. You know, there's people mm-hmm. who have three, four wives. Right? And there's women as well that have three, four husbands. Huh? Yeah. Well, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, I can send you some documentaries. But nah, please don't. Please don't. Yeah. But, but typically you have... One wife, mm-hmm. two kids, house, picket fence, that sort of thing. So I had to say, okay, you know what? Okay, handsome guy, you know, I'm doing well for myself. You know, I'm not overweight, decent shape, boom, boom, boom. Mm. This is what girls see. And my sister would tell me, this is what girls see when they see you. They see the profile of Dominic. They see this. They know that you got your houses. They know that you got this. They think, they think straight away, stability, safe. Boom, you got a bit of banter. Boom, Jamaica. Boom, boom. They see all these things. But with me, I look at women, I just think, you're pretty. You got a nice ass and a pretty face. <laughs> I'm not looking at what you drive. I could care less because I don't need your car. My car probably better than yours. I don't need, you mm. ain't got a motorbike. I have one. You, I have a bigger house than yours. I, I don't care about that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't yeah. care about that. On paper, I know what I have in terms of assets. Um, so for me, it doesn't, <laughs> I think pretty face. Nails, eyelashes, doom, you, you know, you got nice teeth, nice smile, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. But they're looking at settling down and all of that stuff. So I had to say, okay, chill out. <clears throat> chill out. Mm. Distraction, waste some money. It's not worth it, man. It's not worth it. So get if, one woman yeah. and focus on your business. So let's so let's say your kids will listen back to this when they hit 18, 19, and yeah. 20. If you could just put it in simple, just focus on you. Well, when you, if you're single, date and have fun. Okay. If you're, if you're single, single, if you're single, date and have fun, but just know, <laughs> no, know that it comes at a cost. It comes mm. at a financial cost and time. Mm. Because even if, even if like you got game, you don't need to spend money on a girl, right? And even when I was broke, I was getting girls. Thanks. You don't have to spend no money. You don't have to go Nobu, Novikov. No, you could go Nando's. Like, I've taken a chick out of Nando's and I had a free whole chicken, right? It didn't cost me nothing. It was chick- yeah. chicken, a bottomless <laughs> drink. I ordered one, three pound 25, right? And then we've we've had sexual intercourse, right? Three pound twenty five for the day. So you don't need to. <laughs> so, you didn't no, say. No, I'm being honest. I shouldn't no. even laugh at that. <laughs> cut this out. Cut this. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, you don't need to have money to get girls. But it's you're gonna spend money. Yeah. You're gonna put money in your car, in your petrol. You're gonna spend money on petrol. You're gonna you're gonna wash your car. I'm gonna every time I'm on a date, I wash my car. I've like, got to look clean. I always wash my car. Look, I you want to feel yeah, clean, you right? Feel. Mm-hmm. You might you might not necessarily get a new outfit. You might rewear something. But you might just get oh, let me just get a black tee. I promise you, you're gonna spend money, even Any if girl, yeah. even if the girl says come around to mine and you go around and you've got some class in you, Gotta you buy a, a bottle of wine or you get a trim. That's uh-huh. twenty pound. Uh-huh. You do that three, four times a week. It's, it's not financially doesn't make sense two it's soul destroying sometimes because some of these girls you don't get on with like you you do what you do and then after that 45 minutes to an hour it's like oh is that it yeah. it's not yeah. worth it but it, it takes a while to, to learn that though yeah. because you 
we're not blind. You're gonna see, a, you could see a woman right now. I could come out of here, cross the street and see her go and think she's beautiful. But the reality is that's gonna be a message, a conversation, three mm. conversations, then a date or two, probably three dates, three dates, then boom, you get what you want. And then what? You're gonna wife her? What are you gonna do next? Cause she's gonna say, what are we? No, that sounds like a waste of time. Man. Exactly. Especially when you're trying to exactly. build. Exactly. So if you're trying to build something, just get one woman and chill. Just chill. Mm. It's long. Tell me about your relationship with your father. I uh, don't have one. Yes. Non-existent. Non-existent. How do you feel about that? Is what it is. He don't care about me. Why should I care about him? Mm. Never been a question to think. Yo. He's playing happy dad and happy family to his stepkids, his daughter, his cousin. He ain't checking for me. I think, I don't hate him because I think he's damaged and hurt because like, he probably still holds on to hurt and pain from the breakup with my mom, right? Mm -hmm. And I think so because that's what happens sometimes. The... You lose a bond with a child when the parents split up. Mm. It's naturally going to happen. So my mom went to Jamaica to start a life, right? Did he stay in? He stayed in the UK. Okay. So um, for him, yeah, I could say, all right, why didn't you come and visit me in Jamaica? Why didn't you jump on a plane? Why didn't you send money? Why didn't you send me a card? But the postal service isn't great in Jamaica. Um, He probably didn't have a lot of money at the time to come to Jamaica. So I don't like beat him up for that. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a big man thinking, oh, realistically, if you're 26, 27, you're not making much money. How are you going to really come to Jamaica? So it doesn't like bother me, but what does bother me and what did bother me is that I've met him now at 28. Well, I'm not 28 now, but I met him when I was 28 and he didn't really try to make that much of an effort. And that says a lot because I gave you a chance. You should have tried to be a bit more persistent and put in the energy, but you couldn't really be bothered. Mm-hmm. So that says a lot to me. That How does that make you feel? It, it, it's not a nice feeling, but I don't think about it every day or else I would be like, oh, oh, oh sad. You know what I mean? Because it is what it is. Life, life, life is going to be like full of challenges and setbacks and disappointments. So how I, how I felt about it is not great. Yeah. But how I feel about it, the whole scenario is that I get it. He's he's probably um, happy living his life, but a part mm. of him probably feels like, oh, I could have done more. He has mm. to live with that. I'm the child. You should be the one putting in as much effort as possible and the upfront like equity and like sweat equity to try and make something like of our relationship. Yeah. So I don't feel bad about it. Um, it is what it is. I mean... The cards that I would dealt were dealt with me, dealt to me for a reason. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. I don't like, feel no type of way. Like I used to feel sad about it and like, oh, you know, when I see my boys with their dads, you know, going yeah. to buy a car and their dad advising them on how to look and check for a car or conversations about women and stuff like that. It would make me feel a way then. When I graduated law school, I saw my brethren, he got an A3 and I, his dad gave him, and I was like, woof. And yeah, I was like, nice. there's me. We, me and my family were Pizza Express. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, so things like that, they will play on your mind, you know? Yeah. And then I think, oh, what about like, did, you know, when I get married and stuff like that, my dad won't be, you know what I mean? And mm. then now I have two sons. He ain't even said, I want to meet my grandkids. 
So oh, I just man. think you're just an ass. Like, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you you clearly just have you ain't got a good heart. So if my man was to, sorry, my man. If your dad was to call you tomorrow and said, yeah. son, I want to sit down and have a conversation with you, mm. would you have that conversation? It's cool. What do you have to say? And would you say <laughs> everything that would you say, let's say he wants to say, I want to know how you feel about the situation. I want to talk about it and try and rekindle. Yeah, but the thing is, it, it wouldn't be consistent because he he's not he's just not consistent. He's not a consistent person. Mm. Done it before and it didn't really last. Mm. Okay, so is that a point where you just lost? Just lost interest, man. Yeah. And now, like, I don't need nothing from him, you know? Like, don't need nothing from him. You know what I mean? I want to ask you, since you got your money up, mm. did any... Did anyone treat you differently? Yeah. Positive, negative? Both positive and negative. So I've had people um, lie and say, oh, he's a scammer. He does drugs. He does fraud. Mm. People make up stories for me. And I've seen screenshots and found out like people who said that as well. What? Yeah. And you hear, I hear, you know, obviously you get mixed reviews. He's arrogant. He's cocky. He's this, he's this, this, this. He thinks Mm. he's this, all that stuff. That's standard's gonna come with the territory, right? Yeah. No matter how much I don't try in, people are gonna say that, right? Mm-hmm. Then I've had positive experiences as well, and doors open up to me, you know, which wouldn't have happened before. So I'm grateful for both the positive and negatives. Mm. So money. What's the importance of money to you? What has money done for you? Access, freedom, ability to do things, better healthcare. Better area to live, <laughs> you know. You mentioned Hoxley. Hoxley, Hoxley, Exactly. You want to avoid Hoxley? You know, yeah. be tripping cars. So you know, yeah. I bet you that wouldn't happen. In, is it Sutton Coldfield? A good yeah, area? yeah, would not happen. That would not happen there. there right? I should not tell a lie. It, it does happen there as well. Yeah, it does. Yeah, my, it does. My, my, my girl sends me pictures. Some, when she used to walk to work, obviously walk through Sutton. Well, she lives in Sutton. Some cars will just be stripped, bro. Really? Like 7 a.m. in the morning. Right, so look. Yeah, but the type of cars no, are no, 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 very nice No, cars. they broke into my car right by Harvey Nichols. So I shouldn't say that. But usually, right, money will give you, going back to the question because we kind of digress, <laughs> it will give you a, like a better area to live in. And yes, thieves are going to target areas which are rich because they're going to target the cars and try to break into houses and stuff, mm-hmm. right? And even footballer. So, you know, they're not exempt, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've seen know, a lot of I mean? that Sterling recently. went to the World Cup, someone broke into his house. And there were people there. That's so the mad. reality is, That's mad. look, money, yes, it can give you access to a better neighborhood. Ideally, you want to be in a gated neighborhood with a 24-hour armed guard, security, that sort of thing. But usually, yes, a better area, you know, um, better opportunities for your kids as well. Because if you can send your kid to, for example, a private school, as an example, and they're around entrepreneurs, kids, and they start building that network, network yeah. in the future that will benefit them. And then you as a father or mother, if you get to meet people who are other entrepreneurs, you might be able to do business deals with them. So money can do so many things. It can open the doors okay. to a lot of things. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was recently- But healthcare as well. I know healthcare. I said that, but yeah. you swerved Health- that point. But healthcare, healthcare is also another important thing. Private. Private. Private healthcare. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. That's serious. It's really important. That's, that, that's As you I get older, it becomes more important. Because yeah, yeah. like, it's no point having, you know, 2 million on paper, 400,000 liquid, and then you're ill. And then the NA, you're waiting on the NHS to see you, or you're waiting on something when you could just Are go. you about to use it? Yeah. Say that again? You're about to use it? 
No, I haven't. Apparently haven't. But as I get older, I start thinking about these things more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's nothing... Like, when you've got a blocked nose, no matter how much you think about money, you can't stop thinking about, oh, when can I breathe again? Yes. Am I lying? <laughs> true, true. It's the only thing you can think about. It's like, oh, I really miss when I could breathe. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. I think health is really important. And money, giving you private health care, stuff like that is important. Okay, you just mentioned something about your kids and possibly going to private school. Um, recently, I listened to a podcast. It was... The guy from Gymshark, Ben Francis. Yeah. Ben Francis and Chris Williamson. And I think the question was, now he has the facilities and the money to send his kid to private school. Will he send his kids to private school? Now, Ben was like, Ben said along the lines of, no, I wouldn't send my kids to private school because I want them to have that same hunger and passion desire that I had. Mm. Now, would you send your kids to private school? So I didn't say I would send my kids to private school. Would you send your kids to private school? No, so. You wouldn't? I wouldn't. I would send them to a grammar school. Grammar school. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, A, primary school ideally should be a Roman Catholic school. That's mm. because I think the world's a bit mad right now with many things, but we don't have enough time to cover that. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly. Yeah. So. You know uh, what I'm talking yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Roman Catholic school when they're kids and then a grammar school. But on the holidays, let them go skiing, let them go horseback riding, mm. let them be exposed to things which typically they wouldn't see if they went to a standard public school. Yeah. So that's what I plan to do. So having a tutor for English, mathematics, you know, history, geography, some of the core subjects, Yeah, I would make sure that my kids have that and then they, you know, see the world. Yeah, that's a yeah. massive, seeing the world. Yeah, yeah that's, that's important. You know health, health's important. Yeah. What type of gym do you go to? Is it like a health club or is it just a strict, just gym? I go to a gym, but I recently signed up to a CrossFit gym. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, funny enough, I was, it was either a CrossFit gym or David Lloyd's because they were around the same. Mm-hmm. It was like 120 pounds a month. And I was like, oh, David Lloyd's is cute. You know, the spa and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. Could Snapchat, you know, I'm in the pool, in the sauna. <laughs> yeah. But I genuinely like working out and like mm-hmm. feeling like I'm dying right now. Like, oh my God, breathe. I like proper training. Like squatting, deadlifting, benching, mm. you know, and seeing other people who are really good at what they're doing and just thinking, wow, that's impressive. You know, and when I went to the CrossFit gym for the first time, it was humbling. I like that because when I Why used was to- it humbling? Because I'm seeing the guys every minute on the minute, they've got something called Imam, that every minute on the minute, they're like, like you know, on the, yeah, on the yeah, cycle yeah, yeah. machine, then they're doing the mad like pull-ups. Then they're into like a hack, like, oh, they're, they're, I'm like, wow. When I see a man like that, I think, wow. I'm looking at I'm like, oh, I'm tired watching them. But then I'm like, I need this because when I was like 24 to like 29, I was ripped. But as soon as I hit 30, bro, my metabolism just started to drop. I have to work out extra hard. If I look at chocolate, I'll put on weight. <laughs> So no, seriously, I don't have to buy if I look at it, I'll put on weight. That's it, that 30 hitting. Yeah, hard, so man. I have to now train hard. So that's why I said there's no point going David Lloyd. So nah. I've got two memberships. I've got one at the CrossFit gym, and then I've got one at just my local gym, which is 20 pounds a month. Yeah. And it's open 24 hours because the CrossFit gym is classes. Okay. Oh, is it classes? It's classes, oh, yeah. Because yeah. I was because I was going to lead on with a question because people always say, David Lloyd's, David Lloyd's, oh, go there to network. network and yeah. But I was just like, do people really network at the gym? Unless, no, they do. Uh, uh, unless it's in the sauna or something like that. S- sauna, yeah. But I would think when when you got guys working out like headphones on, yeah, 
Do you really want to? To be interrupt? fair, I've, I've been spoken to a few times and I've had my headphones on, and it's kind of like I don't mind, yeah. but that's not something that I would do to you. So a good friend of mine goes to David Lloyd, and he was the one who was saying join with me. You know, he gave me an invite link, yeah. everything. I still think you should join, by the way. But carry on. so I was going to, right, and then. <sighs> He said to me, he doesn't really talk to anyone there. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. He said he goes there, he works, he brings his son. They've got like a crutch there and he brings his mom mm. and then stuff like that. But he just has his meetings there and he trains, then he will go home. And I was like, okay, I really need to drop 10 kilos. And I think it's either boxing or CrossFit. And I said, I need to budget my hundred pounds. I'm prepared to spend a month on a gym. What is mm. it going to be? And then they both came out at like 120 and I was like, okay. I'll just go for the CrossFit gym. Now, don't get me wrong. Maybe in six months time, when we catch up on the phone, I might say, oh, you know what? I'm at David Lloyd now. <laughs> because I might yeah. change. But for the next six months, I really want to focus on doing some intense training, which would be, you know, a mixture of HIIT training, so high intense interval yeah, training, yeah, yeah. and like doing some heavy compound lifts because that works. Mm -hmm. But maybe... Once I've hit that goal and I've lost my 10 kilos and I've got, you know, reduced my body fat, increased my muscle mass, then maybe I will join David Lloyd's and train and network, etc. Okay. But I network in other ways. Okay. okay. That, that's very interesting. You got your personal question? Yep. So I'm going to ask you my personal question. I don't, okay. I don't think you'll struggle. I don't know. I don't think you will. What seven things you can't live without? Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, one Spotify. Okay, okay. Heavy you on music, music or podcast genre. Um, music and mm -hmm. then also instrumental, so like lo-fi beats. Okay, okay. You listen to them while you're working. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do like Pomodoro techniques, so 45 minutes on 15 minute break. Yeah, five yeah. hours straight. Yeah, nice. so I play like lo-fi beats. Um, so Spotify I can't live without. Mm -hmm. Um, number two, my AirPods. Okay, okay. music. <laughs> Um, three, my journal. I didn't bring it with me today, but it's my Aspinall London, London journal. Mm -hmm. I make lots of notes in that, um, to-do list, et cetera. And you know, what I'm grateful for, affirmations, everything. What kind yeah. of affirmations you got? What kind of? Yeah. Just like, affirmations. I wonder what do you say for some of your affirmations? This guy, he's put him on the spot. All right, let me, should I do the seven first or should I do the affirmations? God, do the affirmations. Do the affirmations. So yeah. affirmations, um, I would typically write are, um, I'm so grateful for good health. I'm so happy that today I have a loving family, stuff like mm -hmm. that. So, yeah, okay. typically. Okay. Yeah. Um, other things I can't live without. So that was free. Number was four, free. Um, good home-cooked meals. Okay. <laughs> I love my belly, man. The gym. The gym. The gym. Oh, can't yes. live without. Obviously, we just touched on that. Um, family. Mm-hmm. And praying, meditation, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He, he, he knows. There's so he many more, man. There's, There's so many more. more. There's more, but that's seven. Give us three more. Make it ten. I mean, work. I need to make money. To, you know what I mean? Money, yeah. But yeah, a roof over my head. There's so many things I can't live without. But yeah, those are the seven. All right, then. So my first question to you is, with all the information you know yep. and the knowledge you have, if you was to do this all again back at your sister's couch, yeah. how would you do it differently? Mm -hmm. Oh man, I would have invested in Bitcoin and just held it. <laughs> yes, that's a good that's a good one. I would have. <laughs> that's a good one. I would have bought Bitcoin and Ethereum uh -huh. as soon as possible and just held it. I would have 
started my publishing business earlier because by now it would have just would you, rec- would you recommend us to start one for the podcast yeah definitely nothing beats like google and youtube like they're the two biggest platforms out there the biggest so wow they're biggest yeah so everything comes from it so yeah um and then i would have invested earlier i wasted a lot of money mm. um in the early stages when i started to make money and i was at channel five i bought a bike I started to travel. I would have paused and done things a bit different. I would have bought the properties before. I could have Mm -hmm. bought my first home at like 24, Mm. but I waited till 26 because I was just enjoying life. Mm. I was like, oh, finally off the couch. Let me enjoy it. So I would have started things earlier. Uh. I would have bought my first home earlier and I would have invested in stocks way earlier. So those are the things I would would have started things just earlier, just to accelerate things. So would you recommend that to someone younger? Let's say for us as well. Yeah, get started, but stay consistent and stick to stick to one thing. Don't try to have like ten side hustles. Mm. It doesn't work. Like there's not enough hours in the day. Even if you haven't got kids, there's not enough time. Like literally, focus on one because from one business you can have like seven different income streams. From a blog alone, for example, you can make money from seven streams. From your podcast, you can make money as an affiliate. You can be you, you know, sure. run sponsored ads. Um, you can sell merch, to right? That, to do the Amazon thing, right? Amazon, we right now, you do equipment. Equipment, right I mean, now, need to do that for our right now is an example where we're, we're filming. <laughs> you could be wearing like your own hoodies. Mm, oh, buy these now 20% off guys using my link. Shout out your, you know, oh, shout out um, one in three minds, you know, family, friend. Like his his brand, it's great, fits nice, and yeah, one in three minds. Check Big it out. Up. So Flex. yeah, from literally one platform that you grow, you can sell multiple things. Perfect. So don't try and do everything. To be honest, that is a point I did feel past few weeks trying to do YouTube, trying to make shorts, trying to do the podcast, and also being at uni. Yeah, there's just a lot going. There's on. a lot so, trying to do a lot. a lot, but I feel like. Imagine like if you saw someone making a million and say, oh, sign up to Amazon FBA, then you tried it and you flopped. And this is what I mean. Because you struggled <laughs> to find a product. Yeah. And this is what yeah. happens. People will be podcasting. The next week, they stop podcasting because they're like, oh, my man's making a meal from Amazon FBA. He is, but what about the others that are failing? Mm. How long did it take him to find that product? Oh, it took him two years. <laughs> it's going to take you time to find, you know, to get the momentum and then start making the money. I felt this is the point where I've actually realized the importance of patience. Patience. Because everyone says patience, but I'm like, surely you can speed up the process. He's here. always been so, saying this. Is so like, yo, we can speed this up, Speed this up, but it's like, just Some things take time, bro. Some mm. things do take time. Yeah. Have you not um, heard the saying that from Warren Buffett that, it takes basically nine months to get a woman pregnant. You can't sleep with nine women and get a baby within yeah, a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, seen, I've seen that. Regardless. I'd take that as well. Regardless. He says it in a, it's a bit, bit more about, concise about, way. About bread or something. But no matter what, something just need time to cook. Facts. Mm. Just be patient. Is there anything else you want to say before we end? Before we finish off? No. What's your quick thoughts? Um, Sorry, quick thoughts on Tate. We spoke about my bit off camera. Oh, Andrew Tate. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> Listen, I've got nothing bad to say about Top G. You know? Yeah. Um, however, there's no smoke without fire. So, mm. I, nice guy, nothing bad to say about him. I, I generally like the fact that he is trying to encourage men to be men. 
and he's just speaking things so real. There's some things that he says that are just so true, all right? About being a man and like, you know, his perspective on like women. There's something mm. that he says that is true, something that is like, whoa, you're just trying to, yeah. this, is, this is about shock value, Anna. You're trying to go viral, clearly, because there's no way you believe that. But a lot of the things he says, probably about 70% of the things he says make sense. The other percentage of things, like, it's always the thirty percent that get picked up the yeah, most. Exactly. As well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, in terms yeah. of like what I think of him, like I don't have enough information on him to make a reasonable assessment. Mm-hmm. I've only seen like you know the couple clips on TikTok. I haven't like watched free YouTube videos of him talking and yeah, I don't. Talk, I, never all I know is that he you know had a business which was in you know I, I think like porn pornography like yeah like webcam, webcam girls cam webcam girls, girls yeah, right yeah, yeah. Um, which isn't illegal right. Um, yeah. But then I'm here. But, contri- but does that contribute to the fact that like, it keeps men weak? What's that? Like oh, web, I, I, like, I, I, like webcam. Yeah. But then he's also preaching. He wants to keep men strong. Yeah. So Isn't that's that what bit, I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, I don't have enough information on him yeah. to form an analysis of this is my full view. But some of the clips I've seen. 70% of them like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. 30%, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Chill, 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 chill. Calm down, calm down, calm down. You know what I mean? Chill. But, yeah, calm. But other than that, nothing bad. You know, and he's, I think he's got Caribbean roots as well. I always see him like playing a little bit of music oh, in yeah, some yeah, of his clips well. on yeah, the shade yeah, bar. Yeah. I'm like, all oh, right, must play Movado. I'm like, yes. <laughs> but uh, nothing, nothing to say. But about me, um, as in terms of a shout out, follow me, So Ambitious Dom mm. on Instagram, mm-hmm. TikTok, So Ambitious Dom with two M's. Follow me on YouTube, so ambitious Dom. Um, follow ambitiousinvestor.com. It's our publishing site. Sign up to the newsletter. Opt in to all emails. And uh, vividadvisory.co.uk if you need consultancy support for your business. Thank you. Perfect. Let's thank you very much, Dom, for coming on. But wait, oh, I don't know if you've got time for this. Just a quick one. Why are the name so ambitious? Mm. It says it, man. I'm ambitious. Everything about it's ambitious. It just, yeah, it just, like, it worked. That name worked. Like, it was a name that wasn't taken. Mm. And uh, So Ambitious Dom, it just just flowed nicely. So I went with it. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. Thank you, Dom. Thanks, Thanks for coming man. down, bro.